Hey, good morning, everybody. It's your boy Dalton. It's the morning commute. A number of episodes in, and nobody has listened to any of them. But you know what? It's okay. Because one day, someone's going to find these and listen and think, oh my God. This might be one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Might be a little less animated today. Or a little more cranky. I don't know what it's going to be. I had uh, three old school fillings replaced. The old metal silver ones that turn black in your mouth after many years. Dentists don't like those anymore because they expand and contract. I had a cavity right alongside an old filling and one was making my tooth crack. So I had to go and get them replaced. They were like my back teeth on the lower side. <clears throat> lower side. On the lower part. On the left side. See, that'd take a painkiller to actually get to sleep last night because my mouth hurts so damn much. Feeling a little better this morning. I still can't open my mouth all the way. And that's probably why I'm talking a little funny too, still. It took forever for the Novocaine to wear off. I was so hungry. I'm trying to eat my my warm grain bowl from Panera that I had last night. So I got that going on. On my way to work. 16 miles in 40 minutes, according to the Waze app. Isn't that fun? It's taking me twice as long to get to work as it actually should if there wasn't all this traffic. I was talking with somebody the other day, you know, I live in Maryland, and pretty much everybody who lives in Maryland feels the same way, that they don't feel like they actually live here. It's such a transient area that nobody feels like this is home. And quite honestly, once once some family things get situated and maybe about five years from now, we're moving the hell out of here. Cause it's just this traffic. You gotta, it takes 20 minutes to go anywhere. I live around the corner from a Walmart. It takes 20 minutes to get there. It was crazy an hour and a half to get to work when it really it should only take about 40 minutes it's insane so I'm drinking my uh, my Rockstar 240 milligrams of caffeine energy drink I'm gonna take a little sip mm. if you have a beverage sip one along with me so the bulk of this podcast so far just because it's what's been going on has been about a lot of political stuff and the impeachment hearings. You know, I, I'm not the most educated guy. I have two years of community college. I went to various trainings to learn various skills after college just because I always felt like I didn't know enough to have a good job. So I did a lot of a lot of things. I learned how to fix furniture. I fixed postage machines for Pitney Bowes. I fixed copiers. I've 
been a computer tech, now I'm an IT guy. <clears throat> so, I, I, you know, I may not know everything offhand, but I am always one to seek out further education for myself. If I don't know how to do something, I'll figure it out. I'll go find somebody who does and learn how to do it. YouTube is great for that. You can learn so many things just from YouTube videos that are legitimate. So I consider myself somebody who, if I don't understand something, I will find a way to get myself to understand what's going on. So all that being said, I, I consider myself somebody who can listen to information processes and, and come to a decent conclusion or, or put that information to good use. So I'm listening to the impeachment hearings. And so basically what's happening, if you're not paying much attention, they're, they're trying to pin on President Trump the fact that or, or the Democrats are saying that there was aid due to the Ukraine government. Military, humanitarian, it's like $350 million worth. Tank weapons, anti-tank weapons, stuff like that. So the aid was held up. We don't know why. Not a, we're not a hundred percent sure why, but has a we in the hearings yesterday someone said yeah, aid has been held up before. So the president gets on this phone call with the new president of the Ukraine. Uh, pretty well known that the Ukraine was a corrupt country, a lot of problems going on there. This new president, Zelensky, reminds me of the auto parts guy from uh, Tommy Boy. Uh, when I hear that name. President says, "Hey, um, you know it's your president. You know it's great. We want you to come visit the United States. And hey, when you you know we need to figure out some issues there. 2016, did the Ukraine get involved in meddling with our election? Apparently, there's some server somewhere that might have some of this information on it." Uh, Joe Biden's son is on the board of Burisma, which is considered one of the most corrupt companies in the Ukraine, uh, an energy company. So look, can you look into some of these things for me? It'd be great if you can come up with something. Let me know what you find. Never said we're withholding aid until you give me information. Nothing like that president released the transcript of the phone call. You know, and these phone calls aren't just, you know, like like us at home where we go sit in a quiet room and talk to somebody or go hide in the kitchen. There's people on the call. There's people listening in on the call. There's people in the president's office taking notes, writing things down. So the Democrats now are claiming this was some sort of strong arm mob style quid pro quo we've talked about millions of times quid pro quo you do something for me I'll do something for you type of thing uh, so which you know the Democrats are claiming is illegal somehow whatever either way 
So, to summarize here, the Democrats take anybody they think would be a credible witness, interview them in private, in front of a panel of other Democrats. They figure out which ones have the most information that might be damning to the president and really come up with some impeachable offense. So they do this for uh, a couple weeks, come up with their list of people, and now they pull them out into public hearings where the Dem Democrats and Republicans can ask questions. It is through the House of Representatives. The Democrats are the majority party in the House. So they get to kind of lead this investigation. Now, I have listened to lots and lots of the testimony. And you'll get somebody who'll say, yeah, I overheard the call, or I was there for the call, and they'll say, well, what did you think? Well, I felt like it was wrong, or I felt like it was improper. Uh, I felt like this was something that shouldn't happen. Uh, and then they'll, the Republican will come ask them a question. Do you, was, was anybody extorted? Was anybody bribed? Was there quid pro, no, there wasn't. Almost to a person, these are the answers you get. They might come up with some other additional little detail where you'd be like, ooh, that's bad. But in the long run, you've got witness after witness after witness saying the same thing. They're making inferences. They are supposing, they are guessing. I think that's what he meant by this. You can't ever really know what a person is thinking. And that's what we're dealing with here. We're, we're going to try to impeach a president because of what we think other people think or what, what they suppose, what they were inferring was happening. Not what was actually happening. Because the bottom line is you've now got several people who say there was no bribery, there was no quid pro quo. Nothing like that going on. So why, in God's name, are we still having these hearings? Again, the Democrats have gridlocked government for the better part of three and a half years since the election of Donald Trump. Yeah, in the beginning, they were throwing out their Green New Deal, which was like tantamount to, you know, we're going to conserve energy by... Uh, studying the development of teleportation devices. Um, so, as millions of dollars get blown and spent on these hearings, you know, the re Republicans get so exasperated by the time they get to ask questions because they're like, "Why? Why are we here?" Because you're you're saying you just you feel like this was happening, but when when I ask you directly, did it happen? You say no. And there was testimony yesterday uh, where it was Ambassador Sunlin, who was the ambassador to the whole uh, European Union, said he got on the phone with the president and said, what do you want? What do you want Ukraine to do? What do you want to come out of this? And there is written quotes that say the president's response was nothing. I don't want anything. I don't want any quid pro quo. I just want Zelensky to do the right thing. Which here's a guy who ran on anti-war.
anti-corruption. So basically, we want him to continue with his policies of anti-corruption in his country. Should be over. Should be dismissed. Case dismissed. But apparently, if you are elected to office, if you um, aren't what people think is best for those countries, you've got about half the country think that, about half the country think he's great. Um, we're clearly seeing you can go ahead with impeachment if you don't like somebody. I was trying to think of an analogy here of what this would be like. Let's say you live in a neighborhood. Not everybody gets along. You've got a couple neighbors. In my mom's neighborhood, take for instance. There's a guy across the street who's got surveillance cameras that reach out to the sidewalk and monitor his property. Probably could see across the street to my mom's house. Not a whole lot to see in a of course, my mom's no longer with us, but not a whole lot to see going on at her house, but I'm sure. So let's say you got a neighbor like that, you got a couple neighbors you do like, and then you got a couple neighbors that people are just like, eh, I don't know about that guy. So let's say, I don't know, you have a rock solid alibi, you're out of town, you're on vacation, you go to go to Florida, you've got airline tickets, you've got receipts from restaurants, you went to Pineapple Willie's in Panama City Beach, uh, you uh, took a charter boat, you've got all this stuff that says clearly you are in Florida. While you're away, somebody's in your neighborhood, three doors down, house burns down. You come back and the police arrest you because a couple neighbors that maybe you don't get along with or the one you don't like and the asshole across the street with the video camera says, I bet he did it. I bet he did it. I think he did it. Okay, and you go in and you say, well, no, I was in Florida. Here's my receipt for the airline ticket. Here's my receipt from restaurants I went to. Here's, here's a picture of me on a slingshot ride. So, I clearly wasn't in town. When the police say, you know what though? Your neighbor's pretty certain you did it or had something to do with it. So we're gonna take you in. So now you're in, you go to court and you're testifying and you say, I didn't do it because of this, that, and the other. I was here, I was clearly in Florida. Well. We're going to keep talking to you, and we're going to keep talking to your neighbors, and we're going to talk to anybody who might have ever had contact with you until we find something you did do. Sometime, whenever, down the road, later, earlier, 20 years ago, we might ask to look at your tax returns. And now, you as that person, and you're not allowed to, and you're not part of the testimony anymore now. They kick you out. That's kind of what this is like. They, they, the, 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 what the Democrats thought was their red hot smoking gun was this whistleblower saying, I think it's inappropriate. I think there's some trouble here. This is worth investigating. 
And then you've got the president who releases the transcript of the call. And to the average American, we shouldn't know. We shouldn't care too much about these back room inner dealings. This went on for as long as we've been a country, this kind of stuff has been going on. Does the average American expect to understand what is happening right now? Should they? Should all this detail be even foisted upon the average American? I think I pay a lot of attention to politics because, you know, I, I'm concerned. Things have been better since we've gone from one president to the other. So when it comes time to pick a new president, I want to be aware. What, did, what qualities do I need to look for in my government officials so we can continue prosper, being prosperous as a country? So, you know, here's the president. They're like, anybody will say anything at this point just to try to find some sort of dirt, some sort of negative evidence that's going to be used against the president to impeach, which for everybody out there who thinks Congress, the House of Representatives is the end all be all of this, no, it goes to the Senate. The Senate is majority Republican right now. The Senate is going to acquit the president 100% cancel this one. so this is going to hit a closed door that it can't get through anyway okay now I granted they want I guess they want to keep going with the investigation because it might have an effect on the next election but meanwhile with all of this attention on the impeachment hearings which again it's you know regardless of what any of this testimony says the Democrats go aha See, we told you. Look how bad the president is. And then you have the Republicans come and say, this, there's nothing here. There's nothing to see here. Somebody's wrong. Somebody's lying. I believe, I believe, this is my great little conspiracy theory you can take with you. I think the whistleblower is fake. I don't think there was one. I think it's a, it's, this is a Julius Caesar situation where every Democrat who wanted this to happen added their little piece to the whistleblower complaint. They wrote it up all nice and professional looking, and that's what became the whistleblower report. They did it so not one person, if they are found out to be lying and full of bullshit, can go down for it. And if, of course, if you know the story of Julius Caesar and the whole et tu brute was that they wanted to assassinate Julius Caesar, but not one person was going to be blamed for it. So they all took a turn stabbing Julius Caesar. So they're all taking a turn stabbing Donald Trump because if this fails, they're all going down. They will all go down for it. So I, I know this has kind of gone a little all over the place, but but again, it, you know, the precedent here for the president is basically that regardless of the evidence you have in your favor, they can still start impeachment proceedings and the Democrats are just going to keep rolling with this until they find something. Lord knows what they're gonna find. If, if anything, they're probably not. They haven't found it yet. 
And there have been hours. I mean, these people get up on the hill and they testify from 8 o'clock in the morning till 6, 7, 8 o'clock at night. And, you know, they're looking for that one little piece, that one little sentence that more than likely will get taken out of context. That they can say, aha, there it is. That's it. Let's, let's vote and let's impeach. Meanwhile, nothing's getting done. Nobody's doing anything. No bills are being voted on. No laws are being passed. No gun laws. No immigration reform. No uh, medical coverage reform or talks about what are we going to do if Obamacare fails. Medicaid for all just does not... Medicare for all does not seem to be sustainable because of the amount of money it's going to cost to do it. None of that's getting done. But day after day, you've got these hearings packed with our politicians are now forced to go sit and do this. The Republicans are probably like, well, I, you know, my state needs, needs uh, laws passed. So I kind of feel like regardless of what your political affiliation is, you really need to take a look and see who's, who's sitting in those seats down in Washington, D.C. And regardless of, again, of your which party you pull for, we got to start getting some people down there who are willing to go down and just put all this bullshit aside and do some work. Get on it. Kick some ass. Let's go. I'm sure we are the laughing stock of the world because of this. And quite honestly, with all the attention put on these hearings and impeachment, you know, Democrats are trying to run somebody up to, to run against Donald Trump. Well, they don't have a lot of confidence in the people they have out there. Some have their good points. I'll admit, Mayor Pete seems like he might be a decent president. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard she seems more like a Republican she seems like a very liberal Republican more than she seems like a Democrat but you know there's not much out there and you got people like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren they're just too I think they're just too radical for the average person you know a lot of this, these socialist type uh, programs they want to create, and uh, the best is when Elizabeth Warren talks about, you know, we got to make the billionaires accountable and tax these people. You know, it's not like this is another thing the average American is just not going to ever understand being a billionaire. You know, you don't just sit; you don't have a billion dollars in the bank in cash that you can just go to the ATM and withdraw. When you're a billionaire, you own companies, you own property, you own uh, apartment buildings, uh, you own fleets of vehicles. Uh, you know, your, your money is not just sitting around in cash. And the reason why is because the money has to, you have to pay taxes on that at some point in time. So granted, billionaires should pay more for their taxes, but because you have a billion dollars, you can afford to invest that money. There's the key word. Billionaires invest. 
What do they invest in? They invest in businesses. They invest in property that people can live on, that gets developed. What do those things do? Create jobs. And unemployment is at an all-time low for everybody. For blacks, for whites, for Hispanics, for Asians, for whoever lives here. So remember that. And we were kind of all over the board, and I apologize for that. Maybe it's the pain medicine still talking. I don't know. But, with nobody ever listening to my podcast here, it's okay. I understand. You haven't found it yet. It's all over the place if you do find it, wherever podcasts are sold in your town. But I thank you all for listening to the morning commute. I am almost to work. Nice and early today. Got a doctor's appointment. Yeah, physical day. Trying to get, I tried to get them both on the same day so I could just take it off, but no, they couldn't do that. So anyway, I thank you for listening. If you ever have found this podcast, it's gonna be like, uh, for me, it's gonna be like I was on a desert island and I get a note from somebody that says, "Hey, I heard your show." But anyway, I don't hold it against you because I'm not advertising it. Because being a conservative, being a Republican, being a supporter of Donald Trump puts a target right on the back of my head. But anyway, I love you all. You've been great. I will talk to you next time. Have a great rest of your week and a wonderful weekend. I am Dalton. This is The Morning Commute. I will see you next time.